Here's a message from Ken Lavica. Brandon Staley, <laughs> the Los Angeles Chargers, we're not mad. We're not even disappointed. We are embarrassed for you. Stone Labanowitz, hit the open. Just like you would expect, the fire hose is fully inserted in my mouth here, and uh, we've been blowing and going, and so... Ken Lavica. Get a run in, make an early cocktail, put a gummy in half. Theo Dorsey. Very excited to have the opportunity to add him to the team. Stone Labanowitz. When I woke up this morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous. Live from the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios. It doesn't matter what your name is! It's Lavica, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 1063. I like to think of myself as a pretty level-headed guy, um, even kill, try to keep it cool, um, especially on a Thursday night as we entered um, yet another Prime Video original Thursday night football, um, you know, and going into it, we figured it'd be a classic. You got Easton Stick. How could it not be? Right? Easton Stick on one side for the Los Angeles Chargers, Aiden O'Connell for the Vegas Raiders. And Do you know where Aiden O'Connell went to college? Um, Purdue. Nice. Purdue. Nice. Yes, yes, what, yes. What about Easton Stick? Easton Stick, no. <laughs> Eastern Illinois, I don't know. <laughs> Ugh. North Dakota State. North Dakota State. You know where that's at, man. I know it. I in know North all about Dakota. it. It's up there in North Dakota. Shout out Bismarck. Um, <laughs> not actually sure if that's South or North, North Dakota. Did I get that right? I, I mean, it's, it's in Dakota. You're close. They're in Fargo, but hey, same difference. Shout out Bismarck, though. It's nearby. It's driving distance. Whatever. Because Bismarck to Fargo has got to be closer than what we saw last night in Thursday night football between the Raiders and the Chargers. Stone, are the Raiders still scoring points right now? I believe so. I, as I as I look up, look at my watch, look at the scoreboard, scorecard, 63-21. to 21, The Raiders on top of the Chargers. I don't quite know how we as sports fans are supposed to consume what we saw last night and then go out into the world and then go out into the world and be productive citizens without reflecting back on what I just believe to be wholeheartedly the most embarrassing performance, if you want to call it that, outing, just the most embarrassing moment, not just of this football season, but in sports this year. What the Los Angeles Chargers put out on the field, and I'm talking about fumbling the ball away. At some points, it felt like they were giving the ball away, and then in turn, the defense gets out there and arm tackles its way into allowing more and more points. Five takeaways for the Raiders' defense that turned into 35 points off turnovers, which is tying a record set back in 2012 by both the Chiefs and the Jets. Um, we're, we're talking, we're, we're going back to embarrassment levels, back to where... People are bringing up the butt fumble game to compare what happened between the Raiders and the Chargers last night. People are talking about Brandon Staley's job. I don't care about I want to know about Brandon Staley's mental health. How do you bounce back from being the head football coach of a team that on prime time football, again, Amazon Prime that is, rolls out there and to the bellows and laughs and giggles of Richard Sherman and Al Michaels and anybody else who had a microphone or even a Twitter account 
just clowned, embarrassed, and ridiculed as your football team looked like they went out there and did not feel like playing a game of football anymore. Stone, what the hell was that? Yeah, there's a, there was a chance last night that Staley didn't even come out of the locker room at, at halftime. Right, That was the running joke oh. that we all put out there on the interweb. But embarrassing and understatement at that when you look at some of the statistics that we're going to get into. Humiliating, not only embarrassing. There are so many things that went into this game, but for the dynamics of the mental health from a head coach that you're talking it's about. But at some point, it is becoming a part of it for these head coaches. Like, you know the direction that your team is headed, that you'll probably be out of a job for Brandon Staley. You know you're getting paid. Like, you know you're going to make your money, and and things haven't gone the way you've wanted them to go. So with that being said, you're out the door. You're still making a little bit of money, and you'll find a place. He'll land somewhere. They all land somewhere. So I'm so over. I'm, I'm over. He won't land anywhere as a head coach. What do you? I mean, like, what, look at guys what, like Brian. Flo- look at guys like Brian Flores, for example. I, you would have asked me, what is Brian Flores good at? No, he, Brian Flores is good at calling defenses, and guess what? He got out there to the Minnesota Vikings, and he's been shutting down quarterbacks. You know what Brian Flores is good at? Just last week, Brian Flores got a taste of the uh, of uh, didn't the, the pitch to shutout and pitched the shutout against the Raiders. <laughs> Maybe it was a bad example, but I could go down a list uh, of coaches but, that are are somewhere coaching. Yeah. You thought were garbage as of not even a calendar year ago. You get second chances in coaching left and right. We do know that, especially people that elevate to the level of NFL head coach. But when it comes to Brandon Staley, Stone, and we'll get to the Brandon Staley discussion later on in this because I do want to stick to the topic of this might just be the most embarrassing outing I've seen out of a football team in, in really in all of my existence. But I can tell you for sure it's the worst sports performance I've seen this year. Brandon Staley... What the hell is he supposed to be good at? What, what He's a defensive-minded coach. He's supposed to be a guy who specializes in calling defenses and shutting down quarterbacks and game-planning in a way that makes it hard for offensive to score points. Well, I, I got news for you. Aiden O'Connell, fourth-round pick out of Purdue, just dropped 63 on your head in a primetime game on a short week with an interim coach at the helm. Brandon Staley, what the hell are you going to get hired for? What is he is he is he is he a linebacker's coach? You know, is he a defensive line assistant? Brandon Staley is supposed to be a defensive-minded guy and he just got 63 dropped on his head there in primetime football. I'm not sure I, I'm not sure if even this one is reconcilable. Um but again, this has to be and this is why I think it's that much more excruciating for the Los Angeles Chargers who, before this game, we knew the season was over with, right? We knew that Justin Herbert, who had the season-ending um, surgery with his wrist problem, we knew he would be out, right? We knew that the Los Angeles Chargers season was done, but we didn't expect the team to quit on them the way that they did. And, and, and quite frankly, Al Michaels... He kind of quit midway through that that uh, second quarter there because he realized the Chargers weren't giving any effort anymore. How about we go back to th- this was the point in the game when it was already over with the uh, Raiders already up like 50 points. Do we have the uh, pick six? We don't have the pick six. We will no. get the pick six and we will get the pick six. But there's so many plays to choose. What from. do we have? What do we have from this game last night? Chargers Raiders. So we got Antonio Pierce after the game, a quick snippet of him talking about spanking. Obviously, the Los Angeles yes. Chargers. We do have Staley trying to, I don't know, cover himself and some of the things that he said last week from uh, from the aspect of plays from that football game. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't grab any, but there, <laughs> there, there are like 
28 to grab. Well, well, when you have seven offensive touchdowns, two defensive touchdowns, 35 points off takeovers. I mean, when Trey Tucker, who 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 nobody listening knows, yeah, is finding pay dirt twice. Oh it's goodness. just one of them nights. The Raiders, quite simply, embarrassed the Los Angeles Chargers like I've never seen before. It's the biggest embarrassment. It is the lowest point I've seen any team have in this NFL season, in this football season, and quite frankly, in this sports calendar year. And to sum it all up best, Stone, how about we just hear straight from the horse's mouth, Brandon Staley, the man who was the um, circle, the, the the central point of this disappointment and embarrassment after the game. Uh, he was asked whether or not he believes he should still be the head coach of the Los Angeles Chargers who are out of the playoff race without their quarterback and just got downright embarrassed. And even he kind of can tell the, 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 the writing's on the wall. You expect to be the coach here tomorrow? I don't know that. Do you, do you think it should be? Yes. Why? I know that what I've done here for three years and I know what I put into this and um, you know, I know that we're capable of going. Uh, I know the type of coach that I am. I believe in myself. Um, but again, this isn't about me. This is about a, a group that's hurting in there. We got to get some rest and we got to get ready for Buffalo. Brandon Staley is done, right, Stone? Is there, there's, there's no way he makes it through the weekend. There's no way he makes it past Monday at the very latest. The Chargers have to make a change. I think at this point, they're just figuring out who's going to be the interim that they can announce. Of course. Uh, uh, of course. I think we all know Brandon Staley's done. I do want to pick your brain, though, right? You're a journalist. Ken Levick is a journalist. And for the question I'm about to ask, I'm glad Ken Levick is not with us today. Love you, Ken. I know well, he's, he's listening. When you say it like that, it sounds like he's he's uh, kind of like this Evan Cohen Memorial Studio. Ken Levick is with us. R.I.P. Ken. You no, know, Ken is here. R. He R. just brother. isn't here. He's uh he's what on a flight with the FAU Owls, number fifteen in the nation. Yep. Who are headed out to Springfield, Massachusetts, to play against St. Bonaventure. They're going to the Basketball Hall of Fame. I know. They shouldn't let a guy like Ken Levick anywhere near the Basketball Hall of Fame, man. This dude, his pessimism, his negative energy, <laughs> You're right? His his complaint, like how. How quickly does Ken come back on Monday or Tuesday if we end up, you know, we're still figuring out about shows on Monday. How quickly does he come back with something to complain about that he he witnessed at the Springfield Basketball Hall of Fame? Oh, it'll be the first thing. Yeah. It'll be the first thing. We're going to be so excited to pick his brand. Oh, my God, how was it? He'll be like, ah, you know, I mean, it it was cool, I guess, for the kids. But for somebody, he's going to have something. Not enough history. Not enough history at the Basketball Hall of Fame. You know, he's going to be complaining about something. So just he'll start rattling off what's missing, what could be better. He'll do that. But seriously, the question that Brandon Staley was asked, how do you feel about it? I know how Ken would feel about it. That guy's journalistic integrity. Yeah. Like his ob- he has an obligation to ask that question and try to get that answer. But you personally, big J journalist that you are, yeah. what do you feel about that question that you have? What, uh, do you think you're going to be the head coach tomorrow? And then he says, I don't know that. And he says, why? You kind of have to, though. And I know you don't like, so I'm guessing you're, you're asking this question because you don't like the question. I, I hate the question. So... What else are we supposed to be talking about right here, Brandon Staley? Because what do you want me to ask you more about the game? You kind of run out of stuff to ask the coach about after your team just got dismantled. You don't want me to ask you about defensive play calling because you blew up about that two or three weeks ago when obviously that's been a problem for the Chargers. Like, let's just cut right to it. I love it when journalists do this. It does take a lot of guts um, to do so, especially in a public setting in a press conference like that. But like... That's the question we all want to know. That's what everybody's tweeting about. The broadcasters are openly calling for you to get fired at halftime. I 
can you blame a journalist for being like, hey, Brandon, do you think you should be the coach of this team? Nobody else thinks you should. <laughs> so a few things. Maybe, hey, hey, if he slipped in, nobody else thinks he should. I'd be okay with that, <laughs> yeah. right? Because you're kind of pawning it off to the general audience. But I, I, there's two things. Two things here. One of them. Uh-oh. I think we do have some 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 breaking news in the midst of our Brandon Staley discussion. Can I get some breaking news uh, courtesy of St. Lucie Battery and Tire? Because you know we got 1063 is brought to you by St. Lucie Battery and Tire. If your vehicle has issues with braking or other issues, get it fixed right, right now at St. Lucie Battery and Tire. Uh, I think our questions have been answered. Um, wait no longer. You don't got to wait around till till Black <laughs> Monday. You don't got to wait around till the weekend for for the news on Brandon Staley. This tweet, courtesy of Adam Schefter, NFL Insider, following a historic loss to the division rivals Raiders, the Chargers fired head coach Brandon Staley. The move that some expected after the Chargers' playoff collapse in Jacksonville last January has now been made some eleven months later. The Chargers have fired Brandon Staley. And here goes a tweet from the Los Angeles Chargers. They've also parted ways with general manager Tom Telesco, which is also a long time coming. Los Angeles Chargers now without their head coach or general manager and their starting quarterback for the rest of the season. We'll have to wait and find out the news on their interim. But that is, again, breaking news, courtesy of St. Lucie Battery and Tire Stone Levanowitz. You still got a problem with the question? I do. Because what the hell are we supposed to be talking about outside of the fact that your job is no longer, I guess it's not in jeopardy anymore. It's over. That was the last chance you had to ask Brandon Staley about his job security, and the question was right. Him being fired only strengthens the point that I'm about to make. Yeah. And and sorry, my mind is clouded with, okay, now who's going to pay Justin Herbert a quarter of a billion dollars? The Chargers still will. I mean, I know they still will. At who's going to come in and try to clean that up and understand that you've paid your quarterback a quarter of a billion dollars? This well, Justin Herbert wasn't worst. a part of that last I night. Ju- ju- I, I think to some degree he was, <laughs> right? And that may be abstract and it may be unmeasurable. His presence? <laughs> but, uh, not, not, not necessarily his presence, but his name kept coming up, right? Like, yeah. was this actually Justin Herbert's fault or, or was this internal? Like, was it not his fault all season long that they've been bad? But seriously, I, I want to hang on this question for just one more second. If we know he was going to be fired, what are you asking the question for? Everybody in the room? Us slappies down here in West Palm? Yeah. Away across on the other side of the country. We, we know he's going to be fired. We, we know that. We didn't think he'd last 24 hours. Mm-hmm. So at that point, you're fishing for a soundbite, right? You're fishing because you're not going to get an answer. I, I think it's our job as journalists to understand that you're not going to get... But you what on, on, on God? What on God's earth would Brandon Staley say? That's where you, I think that's where you're wrong, though, because you can't... As a journal, look the le- the last thing you can do in journalism is to assume. That's the wor- that's one of the worst things you can do in journalism because it's not your job to assume. So then you're the it's so- your job to ask the right questions, give proper context, and you're, you're really the conduit. The fans can't ask Brandon Staley that. Somebody's got to get the answer everybody's been looking for, and he did. And it wasn't confrontational. Let's play back the question. Play back the question again. This is after the Thursday night football loss to the Raiders, 63-21. Embarrassing is all get up. Brandon Staley asked about his job, um, his job status, which we now know is is no longer a job. you expect to be the coach here tomorrow? I don't know that. Do you, do you think you should be? Yes. Why? I know that what I've done here for three years, and I know what I put into this, and 
um, you know, I know that we're capable of going. Uh, I know the type of coach that I am. I believe in myself. Um, but again, this isn't about me. This is Man. about a, a group that's in that, there. We got to get cut some it. rest. You cut it. That's depressing stuff. I mean, Brandon Staley in answering that, you can tell he knew he, he was done. He of cooked. course. So, so, so ask me. I'm Brandon Staley. Okay, so Brandon Staley. Yeah. Do you think you'll be the coach tomorrow? Yeah, I do. He didn't even say that, though. So you're saying Brandon Staley answered I, incorrectly? I apologize. All right, restart, reset. Yeah, Brandon Staley, <laughs> do you think you'll be the coach tomorrow? I don't know that. Do you think you should? Yes. Why? Like, uh, fair question. Let's, hold, no, hold on, hold on, hold on. I knew what I was setting up. Yeah, no, what were you setting up? If you're Brandon from Staley the top, right now, from the top. I'm about to fire you on the spot. <laughs> from the top. If this is what happened from the last top. night at the press conference, then, <laughs> then the owner should have walked his button to that press conference and fired him live on television. Yeah, okay, let's talk again. Let's, we're going back. Brandon Staley, 63-21 loss to the Raiders, primetime television. This is year three. Do you think you'll be the coach for the Chargers tomorrow? I don't know that. Do you think you should be the coach for the Chargers? No. I've been terrible all season long. <laughs> I've been one of the worst NFL head coaches in the entire league. My, my team's five and nine. At a franchise quarterback, we paid a quarter of a billion dollars. Yeah. And he's been bad. Easton wasn't prepared tonight, and we thought he was prepared. That's kind of on me. It's my job as a head coach. No, I don't think I deserve to have a spot in this league. I don't think I deserve to lead a group of um, men on, on into battle each and every... What are you going to get? Well, neither what, do You're we. not going to get any of that from the head coach. You're, you're yeah. not going to get any of that. You're going to get two, three words... Find a way to ask about something where you know you can just, – just don't ask that. I, don't ask. I, you don't want to ask it? So what are you supposed to we, – we're obligated to do about 15 minutes of media here after the game. What do you want to talk about, Jolly Ranchers and freaking what's your favorite movie? I, I think you can talk – try to find some of the hot key points in the football game. What was hot a turning key point? Like football, Turning point? Uh, when I, they kicked the ball off in the beginning? Yeah, and I, I think, hey, hey, Brandon, you're responsible of the defense. What was, what was your feeling at 42-0 walking in the locker room? Like, what was your message at halftime? Like, was this one of the, the weirdest message. games you've been a part of? Like, you're, from a quarterback perspective, did you think Easton was actually prepared? And you think that's been a problem all season long, not having your quarterback prepared? Like, try to – Get under his skin if that's one of your goals. But asking this guy if he should be the head coach of a, of a team, one, you're fishing for a comment. Yeah. Two, you're wasting everybody's time. Because everybody who knows a lick, who's watched any bit of football in this league this year, knows that Brandon Staley was not going to last 24 hours into this Friday. We just know it. I just have a problem. And I mean, they also sound like that. So I, I just, I just have a problem. I don't like it. You don't like the – you don't like the per- – so are you cool with what Richard Sherman said? Do we have Richard Sherman at halftime? We don't have it. But are you cool with Richard Sherman saying that on, the, on a live – Broadcast, primetime game, Amazon Prime Original, which everybody's locked in, right? Everybody's, of course. Everybody's locked Everybody's got Prime. Are you cool with Richard Sherman saying that the Chargers should make history and fire Brandon Staley at halftime? I, I, I'm okay with that because... Because it's, he's it's, Richard Sherman? No, because it's out there on Twitter already. That's kind of the take of the people. Well, it's out there on Twitter that the reporter's asking if he should have his job or not. It's the same There's thing. There's no point in posting that clip because he didn't say anything. But for Richard Sherman, like everybody's on Twitter, everybody's at home, everybody's sitting there on, on the couch being like, this guy should be fired at halftime. And then you hear Richard Sherman say, and you're like, yeah, what Sherman said. You know, like, that's fine. That's all entertainment. Sherman is a brutal guy. He tries to be blunt. He tries to pull that off. Whatever. Brandon Staley's gone. None of us are surprised. Yeah, Brandon, we, we were going to try to not even talk about Brandon Staley because all of those takes yeah. are exhausted. I think the one audio clip that we do have, uh, I'm dying to hear. This was last week, I believe, when he was talking about the messaging. Yeah. Uh, if he's lost two, the message or whatnot. This one's hilarious. So so two weeks ago, he it was about two weeks ago, Brandon Staley 
was was questioned again. And 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 you'll hear in this answer as well. Just listen in and hear. He's also not been the most reasonable guy when it comes to people questioning him about his job status or about his ability as a head coach. And whatever it is. I I understand that. But again, these are the beat reporters and the people that have followed him and covered him for the past three years. They know the character they're dealing with, which is why they felt empowered enough, or at least they felt the responsibility to ask him those questions last night. So here it is a couple weeks ago, a reporter questioning Brandon Staley on if he had lost his locker room already, which we know now today he does. Again, Brandon Staley fired along with uh, general manager of the Chargers as they seek new leadership. Here's two weeks ago, the writing already on the wall for Brandon Staley. Brandon, I mean, there's so many close losses that it's kind of the compare and said kind of similar things about you know, things you don't want one way, things you don't want the other way. Do you, do you still feel like your messaging is hitting to people, to the you know members of this team and still coming across? Yeah, otherwise you'd get blown out of the stadium, you know. In one of these games, you get blown out of the stadium, and that hasn't happened. We've been tight with the best in the league, and um, the way we've practiced, you would know, and the way that our guys compete in the game. So um, we're going to have to continue to make adjustments to close these games out and play a cleaner game in all three phases. Um, you know, but this is a close locker room, and they got a lot of pride, and and we're going to be tested moving forward. And that's a fact. Yeah, they were tested last night, and they were own. blown out of an arena. <laughs> Sixty-three points. It's the third most by a team in the Super Bowl area in a Super Bowl era, and the second most in NFL history by a team that, by the way, was just shut out the week prior. I think the most astounding statistic that came out of all of this was that 63 points wasn't even the most in NFL history after being shut out the previous week. That record held by the 1934 Philadelphia Eagles who did that against the Cincinnati Reds. So uh, there you go. Coming from one Carnival Cruise sports trivia champion to maybe a future champion, keep that one in your back pocket. That might uh, you know, come in handy for you, Stone. I appreciate yeah. that. 64 points. Eagles over the Reds. 1934. Keep that in mind. How about it? But it's still just one point more than what happened last night with the Las Vegas Raiders over the Chargers. 63-21, the result... Brandon Staley loses his job. And again, I ask, is this the most embarrassing point of any team, of any sports individual or team in this calendar year? And to me, I do say yes. The Chargers, what they put out there on the field in primetime television um, against a a divisional foe, losing 63-21, the most embarrassing uh, performance I've seen in this sports season. And it results in the general manager and their head coach losing their job. Stone, do you have a problem with it happening this quickly? Uh, just the same way that you have a problem with reporters asking people what I deem to be reasonable questions following a, an abysmal performance. I can't have a problem with something that was expected. right? None of us thought that he would last. There were talks this morning. I heard an unsportsman like that, you know, uh, they'll probably take him to the end of the season and then cut ties. Yeah. But after last night, uh, there's no reason to keep him to the end of the season, not doing anything for this football team. Their franchise quarterback is out for the rest of the season. So better to get a head start and a jump on things right now. And that's exactly what they're doing. The Chargers are 24 and 24 under Brandon Staley in the past three years. Brandon Staley came in as a guy who was supposed to be somebody to get the defense in check. They brought the names in. Khalil Mack, Fort Pierce Westwood alum, has been having... a a career resurgence this year. I think he's up upwards of 15 sacks for the Los Angeles Chargers right now. He's kind of on his way out the door, though, when it comes to his career. There's not a lot to hold on to with this Los Angeles Chargers roster. I think whoever does come in, general manager or head coach, 
They've got a lot of work on their hands outside of the quarterback position. They've got a lot to figure out when it comes to the future of these Los Angeles Chargers. But what we do know is the guy who has been the kind of the staple of mediocre, of mediocrity, Brandon Staley, 24-24 and through three seasons. His job is done with the Los Angeles Chargers. And maybe, maybe part of it for the Chargers is looking across the field and seeing how the Raiders have responded to AP, Antonio Pierce, who took over as an interim um, when the Raiders finally smartened up, got rid of their coach, got rid of their cancer in the locker room and Josh McDaniel. And now you see the results over there. Like, is that that has to play into that decision for the Chargers to finally pull the plug. Hold on. What are those results? The results? An inspired football team that actually cares about winning and they've been performing well. I know they're that coming off a three game losing zero streak. points yeah. last week. Hey, Brian Flores is a defensive mastermind, man. They scored zero right. points yeah. last week. You don't week. get to play the Chargers every week. <laughs> I know. It was the-, the Vikings and Nick Mullins. The Raiders have been solid under Antonio Pierce. They've you, been, you, dare I say, good with you, Aiden O'Connell at quarterback. We spent most of our time in regards to Antonio Pierce talking about the teams that they've played and that they've beaten. And as we both pull up their record, yes. it is nothing short of hilarious at the teams they've beaten and that we've given him credit for. Obviously, what are we talking about? They, you trounce the Chargers. You go get goose-egged. By not Josh Dobbs, but Nick Mullins. What a loss to the Kansas City Chiefs, a loss to the Dolphins. But but those are very the, respectable losses. But the results that you're talking about, you beat the Jets, or wins over the Almighty Jets. Yeah, who also has have beat some Giants in the in this NFL season. And They've been some Giant Slayers. The New York Giants. Yeah. So you have wins the, over the Jets, the Giants, Tommy, and the Chargers. Tommy Cutlets is your favorite player. They're on a three-game win streak right now. That Giants win. The Giants are a game back of the wild card. He may be my favorite player. They're nobody's favorite team, and they're horrible. The, the, the Raiders doing this with Aiden O'Connell and an interim head coach, you have to give them credit for at least being competitive. What the Chargers have been since Brandon Staley has taken over has been mediocre and average at best they've been horrible right like it's it's not been good especially for his side of the ball if you you have to if you're looking at what the Raiders did again you have to consider the context if you're the Los Angeles Chargers if it wasn't enough that last year your team was up four scores in the playoff game against Trevor Lawrence who was in his debut in the playoffs and you have Justin Herbert and that high-powered offense and all of these names on defense and you're not able to secure that win if that wasn't enough to lose your job as Brandon Staley this season and watching and witnessing specifically how a team has responded to a team getting rid of a coach who has lost his locker room, it, it has to pay some kind. It, it, they're, they're, you're, you're, feel, you're feeling some of that heat if you're the charge. Looking you're ba- acting. Looking back now, can we both agree that that was probably the turning point in Brandon Staley's era in L.A.? Yeah. The Jags game being up 28-0. Going into that locker room opposite of what it was last night and finding a way to lose the game when the stakes are or have never been higher for yeah. your for your team, especially with you at the helm. That was the turning point right there. That had to be. That had to be. That had to be at least everything's people, been downhill from there. The team has started started losing confidence in 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 their head coach in that moment. And again, when you look at these charges, there's no the future is not bright. Austin Eckler is over the hill. Keenan Allen is, what, 32 years old? No, he's hurt every single, every week. Except for this, I guess this year he's been okay, but he was out last night. He's out last night. Mike Williams, your number two target, 
is out for the season, and he gets injured every single season and as I tr- well. I trust jogging you out there in place of Quentin Johnston any day of the week at this point. Quint- we drafted this guy in the third round, and he's done nothing for you. First round. First, yes, I apologize. First round, first yeah. round and, and he's, he's done nothing for you. He's been an absolute bust so far, and we'll see if they're able to develop him. But again, whoever does take over the Chargers, and I think that's the question next, is who are the, the coaching candidates or even the GM candidates that can step into Los Angeles and make right of a franchise that has been, I mean, middling over the past few years? That's going to be the biggest question of this offseason. You got the quarter million, quarter billion dollar quarterback um, that everybody's in love with. You, you you have the hope there, but there's nothing else around it in Los Angeles. That's going to be the question. But moving forward, uh, Stone, this is maybe still the most embarrassing point of any season for any team. Uh, 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. What has been the most embarrassing point of any team, any individual in the sports calendar year, if you want to go specifically this football season, there's a few that you can go with those Miami Hurricanes. Uh, there's some low points for even Michigan football. And um, another AFC West team might have something to say. We didn't forget about you guys, Denver Broncos. Most embarrassing point of this season, 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And I think, Stone, it might be fair to say Aiden O'Connell he might have elevated his game from game manager to game changer last night in the words of Cam Newton. We'll talk about him and his clapback as well because Cam Newton was making right on some wrongs um, on his podcast, Fourth and One, as well. Again, most embarrassing moment of the season and Aiden O'Connell, game changer after the 63-point performance last night on Thursday Night Football. Tap in with us, 888-760-3776. It's Levicka, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3. Be for Raiders fans. They, they deserve this, right? Like, you think team quitting on you in primetime television, you think that's something that Raiders fans will be on the wrong side of. I'm, I, we got this text from Brian mclevin Rowitz. Don't forget, interim first-time offensive coordinator as well for the Las Vegas Raiders. Pouring it on those Chargers. I'll be the first to tell Brian his team sucks. <laughs> Why? What? Well, let the Raiders fans enjoy this Stone Labanowitz. This is this is. Well, what were they doing last week? They got shut out. It was three zip. The defense was good. They got shut out in an NFL game. The defense was good. Three to zero. They played it. <laughs> How about that? Be four days later, they dropped sixty three on their division rivals' head. How about that be the most embarrassing loss of the season? Yeah, that was I good. Mean, you jumped 63, but you scored zero last week. It's bad. It's bad for sure. I mean, but the Chargers quit on their coach. At least the Raiders didn't quit on their guy, Antonio Pierce. You know who will never quit on you as you try and get your golf game together? But one of the biggest things, when you move to South Florida, you, you got you to gotta buy yourself a set of clubs, right, Stone? Oh, uh, come on. It's only right. Um, You're speaking for yourself. Yeah, I never had owned a set of clubs, a set of golf clubs in my life. I had flirted with the game of golf. I moved to South Florida three years ago, and boom, I'm golf guy. Lefty clubs, by the way, Southpaw. Shout out Phil Mickelson. I'm golf guy, he says. And to help me continue my path of being golf guy, I went to the right folk because I know that I do need professional help. My swing is ugly. All right, I make Charles Barkley blush. But that's what the Kaiser University Golf Coaching Center is here for There's so many ways to improve your golf game fast at the Kaiser University Golf Coaching Center. They've got the facilities. 
They've got the tools, and they especially have the coaching that you need. You can enjoy the best facilities in the area, the outdoor facilities. they got indoor options. I'm going this Saturday, actually, Stone, um, to take my very first lesson. And because it's a little muggy outside, it's dreary, it's been rainy, um, we'll be able to utilize the indoor facilities to start things off. And I'm happy about that. I'm happy for you. You're able to fix your swing. Take me out of the elements and really hone in on that swing. The Kaiser University Golf Coaching Center has a 2,000-square-foot indoor training area, three hitting bays, a private classroom complete with cutting-edge video and ball flight analysis technology to help you train like a tour pro. The Kaiser University Golf Coaching Center in the heart of Palm Beach County off I-95 and the Turnpike. Find out more at kaisergolfcenter.com or you can just hop on my social media at the Dorsey TV. I'll be posting my updates from the golfing clinics with the Kaiser coaches there. I can't wait to really get in on it because Stone, you know, we've done a lot of things together here as LaVica, Theo, and Stone. We've had our fun. I think once I really get some practice in, we're going to have to have an LTS uh, golf outing. Why not? I don't remember the last time <laughs> Ken's played. <laughs> I've seen some of the videos and I, I'm still scarred. Yeah. Yeah, but we definitely need to get out there. We're talking most embarrassing sports performances. <laughs> uh, that might uh, end up taking the cake. We might actually steal the cake away from the Chargers' uh, performance last night in Thursday Night Football. We ask you here on the Vicar Theo and Stone, most embarrassing performances of this sports calendar year. If you ask me, it's the Los Angeles Chargers last night, 63 points to an interim offensive coordinator, a rookie fourth rounder in Aiden O'Connell, and the Las Vegas Raiders, whose season is already over with. Brandon Staley, he lost his job because of it. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. What's your most embarrassing moment of this sports season? We hit the phone lines now. We go to Kevin, who's in Lake Worth. Kev, what's popping? All right. We're going to – okay, we're working on that, actually. Oh, I, I'm the one that controls the, uh, the phones. I didn't know that. Kevin in Lake Worth. I got to put you on there, Kev. My bad about that. What's going on with you? So Theo, man's the phone's yeah. here. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm new to this hosting <laughs> stuff in the new studios. Kev, you there? No, he's not. You got to put him on the I air. Push the button. So try the other button then. Uh, I pressed one. Kev, you hear me now? <laughs> yes, I can hear you. Can I'm, you hear me? I'm sorry. Yes, I do hear you, Kev. I'm new to this, man. We're in the Evan Cohen studio here out in the square. I, I'm, I'm new to this hosting chair. Ken's been doing it so well this week. It's my first chance, but I'm glad to have you here, Kevin. Are you doing okay? Uh, do you still have your job, unlike uh, Brandon Staley? Yes, I still have my job. Happy there Friday, guys. There we go. Uh, so w- what I would say, uh, one, my most embarrassing moment was, uh, obviously, it's the, the Hurricanes not kneeling and then losing. Yep. Oh. Um, but there's another question I want to ask, because it's been bothering me for a couple years now, and when is this love affair for Justin Herbert going to end? Because I've never seen a quarterback in the NFL get more excuses made for him than this guy. Like, one, I completely agree that Staley's a terrible coach. Uh, he should be fired. But a lot of the things that should get him fired should also be on Justin Herbert. He goes for it on fourth down all the time. Well, Justin Herbert is the quarterback that's in control of that fourth down, mm-hmm. right? Like, he's the one that has to make the play on fourth down, and Staley's trusting him to do it, and he's not doing it every single time. Uh, they were up 28 nothing in the playoffs. 
uh, Braden and Saley blew it. Well, so did Justin Herbert. He was also up 28 nothing, and then did absolutely nothing in the second half. So all these things that are being put on, on Brandon Staley are not being put on Justin Herbert at all whatsoever. I've never seen a quarterback be protected this much. Like normally when a head coach gets fired, it's because the quarterback play is not that good. Yeah. The only other time that I can think of that is even close to this was when Aaron Rodgers and Mike McCarthy, they had that uh, dispute and McCarthy got, uh, got fired. People still were like, hey, is Aaron Rodgers over the hill? Maybe it's on Aaron Rodgers a little bit. But at least he had an MVP and a Super Bowl ring for the other people to be like, no, he's Aaron Rodgers. He's great. Justin Herbert has done absolutely nothing in this league. I, I just looked it up. He's 30-32 and 32 as a NFL starter in, in this league. Blew the lead and has done nothing. Yet he just, everybody's like, oh, he's, he's so talented. Yeah. He's got a rocket arm. He's done nothing. It's a great call, Kevin, and I appreciate your call. I think the problem is Justin Herbert passes the eye test so damn well. And, and, And people get so enamored with the way that it looks when Justin Herbert throws the ball down the field or the way that it looks when he's evading guys in the pocket and making plays off script. It it looks so good when it's great, but he's right. Stone, Justin Herbert has done close to nothing in this league. We're now four years in to the Justin Herbert experience, and if it didn't look as flashy as it does when he plays well, when he makes those highlights, those throws that people just savor over and tweet about all the time, and you just look at the results of what the Chargers have been, any other quarterback is getting drilled in this position, but Justin Herbert does continue to fall back on his nice soft pillow that is all of NFL analytics and NFL Twitter that worships Herbert. So some of the beloved quarterbacks in the league, let's talk about the quarterback head coach tandem. Your boy, your boys. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes. Patty. Who's he got? Unflappable. Andy Reid. Andy Reid, right? Yeah. Let's well, go Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy in the MVP conversation. San Francisco probably the best team in the league right now. Who has he got? Kyle Shanahan. That's Genius. right. Okay. Sean McDermott's been taking a lot of flack. Uh, I think the Buffalo Bills are going to beat the Dallas Cowboys and be right back in there in contention. I like Sean McDermott. You think he's all right? McDermott's solid. Okay. He's okay. So, so solid. And really, Josh, Josh Allen had Brian Dayball, which is really what created that monster. Exactly. Yeah. Let me go over to Miami, another team performing really well, playing some good football. First, let's start with Baltimore, actually. That head man. It's good. John Harbaugh. It's He's good. got a good control. Good CEO guy. He's good. Tua Tungvaluwa. Mike McDaniel. Yeah. Mike McDaniel's a good coach. Right. He's probably one of the best coaches in the league. So what are you saying here? Are you saying Justin Herbert isn't good because Brandon Staley's ruined him? He's had three different head coaches in his five seasons in the league. You're not going to find any results. Not at any point has a coach like Brandon Staley coming in fresh, bringing his team to not only a Super Bowl, but finding playoff success. They who's were the third, up on the Jags. They had two. Uh, who's the I think third? Anthony coach? Lynn was last. Oh, okay. And I would have to look. Lynn who, was, it was Lynn and then Staley, and then now they'll have an interim. But yeah, this will be his third coach, I think. This will be his third coach yeah. in, in his five seasons in the league. He's good enough to do anything the guys we already listed are doing. So I, I, I'm not so quick to fault Justin Herbert. It was only two weeks ago that he was leading the league in passing yards. Passer rating's fine. Yeah. He has a lot of touchdowns. Justin Herbert's fine. Find him, put him in a good situation, 
Don't bring in Bill Belichick, please. <laughs> please don't bring in Bill Belichick. I want Justin Herbert to have some success. But it's so tough for these guys. We're going to have the conversation. Kevin also brought up Miami and then losing to Georgia Tech. Tyler Van Dyke, who's now a Wisconsin Badger, yeah. had three different offensive coordinators in the three years that he was there. This isn't easy for some of these quarterbacks who are talented to have to learn a new playbook, brand new schemes that they throw at you. It's, it's not fun. So Justin Herbert's just been going through this carousel of coaches Trying to land the spot. Joe Burrow's got Zach Taylor. Everybody loves Zach Taylor. He's really good. Yeah. Justin doesn't. Part of that, though, I mean, there has to be some onus on the quarterback. We say that this is the most important position in all of team sports. We put quarterback on a pedestal. There's a reason why most valuable player in the NFL and Heisman in college football are quarterback awards. Sands Devontae Smith. Yeah. And I guess Sands Adrian Peterson about two decades ago. This is These are quarterback competitions because we value the quarterback position above anything else. And you talk about guys like Joe Burrow. I mean, Zach Taylor had no history, no real reputation before Joe Burrow came in there and made sure. something of the Bengals. There are quarterbacks as well, uh, like a Jalen Hurts, Shane Steichen. You know, he's obviously proved himself to be a, a damn good play caller and offensive coordinator, now head coach. But Jalen Hurts, in working with him, who you would say one made the other, both of them benefited off of each other. At some point, Justin Herbert has to take some onus for what's happening with the Los Angeles Chargers because he does have the weapons. He does have the best satellite back in all the league when you think about Austin Eckler. Or maybe he's kind of getting fat. Top three. He's a little He's a little chunky now. All right. Are you, are you pulling a Zion on my guy? I kind of am. Okay. He's, he's a little chunky. He's definitely not a first, second, or third overall pick next year in fantasy football. He, he's, like slow, he's lost yeah. that badge. He, he's, lost it, he's lost it big time, honestly. But I, I, Herbert has had weapons. He's had an offense... Uh, an offensive you know, weaponry around him that has allowed him to put up some really good numbers. But it's fair to say he also has underwhelmed in big moments and in big games and hasn't had any real results that let you think that he's a franchise quarterback that's going to lead you to a Super Bowl anytime soon. Yeah, no, It looks good, but it, the results are bad. It's really hard to deny the results aspect of it. He's been bad in fourth quarters, I feel like, ever since he's been in the league. Yeah. There's really no defending that aspect. What it's going to take is an overhaul of an offensive staff you're going to have to bring in a team like Mike McDaniel that's just going to completely flood and cater that offense to the quarterback. I mean, it's going to be forced. Whoever comes in next is going to call the plays, I would imagine. Yeah. You're paying your quarterback a quarter of a billion dollars. So I'm kind of, I'm not as bullish on Justin Herbert as a lot of people are because I think once he finds himself comfortable and in the right situation, he'll kind of unload on everybody. And I never want to give up because when those guys come up, Come around, I keep notes, and everybody's trashing Justin Herbert. Speaking of, and you always do do this, right? You, you've been you've been one to be a defender of quarterbacks, which is why I think this next conversation we're going to get into gets even more interesting. Stone Labanowitz, Southern Illinois Saluki Division One College Football Playoff winning quarterback. I have to ask you this question as we transition in to a bigger topic: Justin Herbert. Game changer or game manager? <laughs> He's a game changer. Exactly. And I think that's the key. That's the point of why people are unwilling to give up on a guy like Justin Herbert. He's a guy yep. who you know can be the difference maker for your team, not just a guy that holds water. Cam Newton made these excellent points about this and comparing, uh, and comparing guys like Brock Purdy and Dak Prescott to the Mahomeses and Josh Allens of the world. He was hit heavy over the head um, based on what the feedback was around Cam Newton. We'll get into what he clapped back with most recently. But before we do that, I have to tell you about our good friends. Who do I want to tell people about right now? How about you pass me the rock? 
I'll pass you to Rock then Stone. You tell them about our friends at Baptist. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care. Everybody out there, are you experiencing foot and ankle pain and need to see an expert in the field? Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has a team of foot and ankle orthopedic surgeons and specialists who are regarded as leaders in their specialty. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho to learn more today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians and leading in treatments and technology to provide advanced orthopedic, foot and ankle, joint replacement, spine, and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho. Of course, for more information today, Baptist Health Orthopedic Care's office is conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho. When we come back on LaVica, Theo, and Stone, we play a new game. Game changer or game manager with Cam Newton and Stone Labanowitz. This is Vicka Theo and Stone on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's Vicka Theo and Stone on ESPN 106.3. It's the season together with family and friends, the season to create everlasting memories. Make those memories last with tickets to the South Florida Fair. Dive into the fun with this year's theme, celebrating ocean and marine wildlife. See a live shark show and get up close with sea lions and plenty more opportunities to enjoy an immersive underwater experience. Discount tickets and ride vouchers are now on sale at Publix and online at SouthFloridaFair.com. Fair opens January 12th in West Palm Beach. Dive into the fun with the South Florida Fair. Boy, I can't wait. I'll be at the fair we're kicking it. We're kicking it at the South Florida Fair this year. Favorite fair game. Favorite fair game. I like hoops. I'm, I'm a simple man. Oh. I, I like shooting the hoops. Okay. okay. Um, an, another a close second though is is when you get to toss the ring around the bottlenecks. I you beat me to it. Yeah, that's, that's actually a, my favorite. It's a good one. Are you good at it? I'm very good at it. My depth perception, elite. Yeah. I'm also a big, big, big fan of the milk carton. Take the baseball, softball, whatever it is. Knock the, the triangle, the stack of the milk carton. Yeah. Another yeah. good one. Do you like, see, you know the game I hate? The shoot the, the water at the target to make your horse run past? Yeah, of course. The, I hate that game. Or blow up the balloon until it pops? Yeah. yeah same thing? I hate that game because you have like eight people lined up sitting there. You're yeah. trying to shoot the, the water thing at the target. You're looking left and right. You're so getting I, beat by like a 12-year-old girl. <laughs> right. I can sucks. tell you've never won. I've never won that. I've never won that. <laughs> also, the one where the basket's facing you, the open face, you throw it in and it bounces out. Yeah. That, that scam one. I hate that yeah, one. Yeah, I mean, it's brutal. But you know what? South Florida Fair, they keep it fair. Yeah. So hopefully those games aren't as tilted as as others have seemed to be. Not at our other fair. Fairs. Not at our South Florida Fair. <laughs> uh, games tilted, by the way. Uh, any game that Brandon Staley's in that's pivotal at all feels like it's tilted in the other team's favor. I forgot about 2021. Do you remember how the Chargers' regular season ended in 2021? Ooh, quiz me. Week 18, win or go home against the Raiders who had nothing really to play for. Remember, or actually, I think it was one of those the game where they could have tied and both made the playoffs. Yes! And it looked like the Chargers were playing for the tie, the Raiders played for the win, and the Raiders end up beating the Chargers, eliminating them from playoff contention in 2021. That was the Rich Basaccia year. Then you have 2022 ends with the 31-30 Jaguars loss after being up 27-zip at the half. And now 2023 ends, or at least Brandon Staley's job with the Chargers ends um, following a 63-21 to loss on primetime, much to the chagrin of anybody watching and the joy and laughter of Al Michaels, who, who I can tell at this point, you know, he's nearing the end, obviously, of his broadcasting career. He don't care no more. 
Do you want to hear his call on the interception, the pick Please. six at Easton Stick? I mean, this is, it's not a highlight. We're not going to shout out any of the players. Yeah. Al Michaels' call here, in my opinion, <laughs> is an all timer. Come on. The second down and 13. Oh, baby. Unbelievable. Jack Jones. They do it again. I mean, there are bad dreams, and there are crazy bad dreams. <laughs> that was now. He didn't have to throw that last part in there. He, and that's courtesy of Prime Video. Uh, Al Michaels there on the call. He, the funniest part about that call, he had obviously already mailed it in, just like the Chargers did. He quit yeah. on the broadcast at that point. He teed it up so well. He said, there are bad dreams. And you think he's going to come with one of those iconic broadcaster lines that we'll remember for ages because it's just funny, hysterical in the moment. And then he follows it up with one of the biggest letdowns. It's almost like a Ken LaVica analogy. It is, though. <laughs> it started it's, strong. It's a good comparison. It did start strong. I thought it was going to go the route of Nightmare. Nightmare. Yeah, why, just, why not just go Nightmare? Yeah, I think he was going to. And then he had a bail, bail, bail. And yeah. he went crazy bad dream. Crazy bad. Let's but, I mean, he, he wasn't locked into the game. He wasn't. So he didn't have this one prepared. He didn't feel like it was that big of a moment. It was, at that point, I don't know, 49 to 0 or, yeah. or 56. I think it was 56 at that point. 56 to 0. And now it gets even worse. <laughs> so it's just like, oh, man, unbelievable, baby. So what I will say, and I know you know what? That was 49. What I will say is, for those that didn't watch the play, it was maybe the most incredible pick six I've seen um, in a football game. The Chargers had Easton Stickett in the quarterback, right? So so they're trying the short game stuff. They go for a, a screen pass to yeah, Austin Eckler. Yeah, a little Eckler. bubble. A little, little quick bubble screen to Austin Eckler. And and who was it? What's his name? Jack Jones? Or, it was Jack Jones. I, Jack Jones intercepts the screen pass. He shoots past the blockers who, again, have quit on Brandon Staley, intercepts the screen pass, and takes it straight into the end zone. The play happens so quick. Um, and Al Michaels had already kind of quit on the broadcast at that point because he's he's entering the twilight as well um, of his career. So it, it, it was just it was an immaculate play. But, yeah, bad dreams. And then he said, what, even worse dreams or something like that? There are bad dreams, and then there are crazy bad dreams. <laughs> Yeah, and I guess that qualifies as a crazy bad dream. Okay, we wanted to get to Cam Newton and um and Cam Newton and his game changers versus game managers. Do we have time to do that? Do we need to go to break and get back to it? Tee it up. Let's go to break. We'll get back because this is going to take a whole lot of time. I thought Cam Newton was on the money, and he's beloved to him. You yeah, and me. Love some Cam Newton. We'll get to his take as well as myself and Stone Labanowitz debut the brand new game that you know and love, Game Changer or Game Manager. Levicka Theo and Stone on ESPN 106.3.